It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Life, Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. I've been looking for opportunities to step away from this coronavirus stuff and talk to you about something uh, a little more lighthearted and fun. And if I'm honest, everywhere I turn, there it is, the coronavirus. It is inescapable. And yet we've got uh, some tools to combat it. And we will continue to put those tools to use. And we ultimately will end up coming out on the other side of this whole deal victorious because that's what we do. We survive and thrive and march on and we win. And some of the ways we do that are written in the laws of the United States. A line has been crossed today, uh, and it is in the use of the Defense Production Act of 19. 19- 50. There have been conversations about this piece of law for a little while now. Uh, the president mentioned it. Uh, he invoked the authority recently uh, about the Defense Production Act, or at least the powers afforded him under this uh, piece of federal law, uh, which I'll, I'll give you a little bit of background here. It was enacted in 1950. In response to the start of the Korean War, there were some questions as to whether or not in the private sector there would be sufficient uh, supplies and resources produced uh, to successfully fight that war. Uh, It was later used during the Cold Era, early 90s, uh, late 80s as well. And uh, now we have just again heard talk of this defense production act make it way make its way into the headlines and today uh, just a moment ago for the first time uh, under the Trump administration the defense production act uh, will be used to compel general motors to produce ventilators to combat the coronavirus after days uh, of hesitating to use the powers in the law so again the president has this authority There have been debates uh, back and forth between the federal government and General Motors to uh, leverage the the factory capabilities and the production capabilities of General Motors to produce and supply ventilators. Uh, And according to the president, uh, a statement he released, he says the negotiations with GM regarding its ability to supply ventilators have been productive. But our fight against the virus is too urgent to allow the give and take of the contracting process to continue to run its normal course. The president uh, added, GM was wasting time. Today's action will help ensure the quick production of ventilators that will save American lives. So what does that mean? It means that the president of the United States has used his authority to compel a private company to do a certain type of business, in this case, uh, repositioning itself to produce ventilators, which are so desperately needed. Okay, no, no one's arguing with uh, the, the, the goodness and the, the necessity of this type of production. And in fact, no one's arguing against the validity of the law. But what I would bring up is that we uh, have crossed another line. 
Just like in Summit County, uh, we have stepped into new territory in that stay-at-home stay order. The document which communicated that order also included language that made violation, or that uh, it reminded folks that violation of certain elements contained within the order could constitute a violation of the law and a misdemeanor offense. Government's compelling to do something. And in the case of the president's use of the Defense Production Act, uh, GM, a private company, is now publicly traded, but uh, is now being compelled to uh, produce something, to produce these ventilators. It's wonderful. Uh, I think it's a good thing. I think that ventilators are, of course, <laughs> very much needed. Uh, but, uh, you know, we are treading on new ground here uh, with the government compelling individuals and companies to do things that they uh, otherwise may not uh, have done on their own. I hope that we here in Utah continue to do uh, what is necessary to combat this coronavirus. And I'm optimistic, and I think that we will. I think that we will continue uh, our social distancing. We're going to keep washing our hands. We're going to do all the things uh, that help in this fight. Anyway, I, I just wanted to share that with you because it is new and it just happened, uh, and you've got to know about it because uh, we're in new territory here and history is being written, and I want to keep you up to speed. Another question that has been raised is uh, gun stores. Whether or not in the face of a government ordered stay-in-place order similar to what has been handed down in Summit County and uh, other places around the country, not yet statewide here in the state of Utah, and only in Summit County uh, are these rules being enforced, or rather are, are these rules being handed down to the citizenry that they stay uh, at home and abide by certain restrictions of movement and business. The question I have is, should gun shops be considered essential businesses? Should gun shops be exempted from the rules uh, limiting the type of business that can be done in the midst of one of these stay-at-home orders? I would argue that they should be considered essential businesses. Why? Well, because a gun shop is, and listen, I'm not some kind of guy who's like burying stacks of bullets out in the backyard. I, uh, I don't think that we have quite reached the zombie apocalypse. I don't quite believe that the, that, uh, the governor or the government rather is, is uh, standing uh, by ready to rear its tyrannical head uh, where we would need to engage in a well-regulated militia and uh, blah, blah, blah. But I do think that whereas gun shops do contribute to a citizen's enjoyment of the Second Amendment, I think the bar should be a bit higher uh, to shut that down. And I'm very pleased that uh, we reached out, uh, Producer Amy reached out to Summit County just to clarify and make sure uh, that in Summit County at least that these gun stores would not be uh, shut down due to the order handed down by the county, and it was communicated to producer Amy that it, whereas uh, the gun shops are regulated in a similar way uh, that liquor stores are at the state level, that they would in fact uh, remain able to engage in commerce and open and available for folks to go in and 
enjoy their Second Amendment rights. So uh, I do hope that that holds. Uh, I asked you a little bit ago to send in uh, some of your voicemails, uh, any thoughts that you might have on this gun issue. I think we've got a few of those, uh, and uh, it's tough. I can't see exactly the list. Uh, as you know, I'm working remotely. Uh, they kicked me out of the studio so that I could pr- practice this social distancing. I'm working from home. So I'll just ask Amy to, uh, to play that first voicemail received on the question of uh, firearms and whether or not uh, you think gun stores should be exempt or considered essential businesses in the face of uh, a stay-at-home order. I want to try and understand why they are going after guns when they're just fine with having marijuana, marijuana dispensaries, and alcohol state liquor stores open. Why always the attack for guns? I'd much rather see people buying guns than being drunk or stoned going through all of this. I'd much rather see people buying guns than be uh, drunk or stoned going through all this. You know, that's not a bad point. Glad it was raised. Uh, Listen, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to continue the attention that we have been paying over the past week to the race for uh, the position of attorney general here in the states. Not just folks running for governor, also running for attorney general. And a familiar name and a familiar face to that position will be my guest next, John Swallow, former attorney general for the state of Utah, would like to reclaim that position. He's my guest next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.